Hello, hello, hello. Once again, this is the Mental Threats Podcast, episode 22, September 24th. I know I just did an episode with love. I'm doing an episode today uh, with a special guest, uh, Tay J. Dubs. That's what it is? Yes, sir. Yeah, Tay Day. Yeah, Tay J. Dubs. Yeah, he's a student here at NCCU, currently living off campus, I Yes, sir. I currently living off campus and everything. He is also an artist like myself and everything. And uh, from my understanding, uh, you haven't really dropped any songs yet, correct? Uh, I just got um, the shit I did with uh, Destin um, and the rest of the journey. Uh, Belkin, I got a couple singles and a couple features on there. But, you know, they're not bad songs. I'm just like, you know, I just know I can do better. It was just like a in the moment kind of thing. So. You know, and that was like when I was like 19, so. Oh, okay, that was not. Belkin, wasn't the Belkin drop? That was two years ago? Yeah. Dang, it felt like yesterday. It really does. I really wish I would have hopped on that. But it's like, you know, I didn't have like a great like system of how I, wrote, or how I wrote music and everything. Like, it's just like, you know, when I had to like take off to like really like get Ego Trip done because I really didn't want to just be that one person to like in Journey Entertainment that just wasn't doing shit and whatnot. Um, Dropping like 12 tracks and all that nature. It's just like... Like I had to like set up like having to break the beats down where the chorus was going to be and what the, where the verses were going to be mm-hmm. and everything, you know. And that was one of my main problems. Sometimes I put too much words in the verses and then I wouldn't have any breath. Room. You know, it's all a learning experience. But it's like you know, I feel like my tape was pretty damn good. You you've listened to Ego Trip, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like would you say like you know it's mostly like the beat selection? I feel like that was more. Uh, just, yeah, I felt like a best, especially with the intro that you had shown me when we were um in Mary Towns. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like my main thing is like I focus on content, mm-hmm. um, what you're saying more so than what's playing around you. Like, of course, your beats emphasize what you're saying because your beat is your vibe, it's your flow. You know, that's everything. But what you're saying, your content and your context is like so important to me your delivery is so important and like i really fucked with it because it's like i could tell that's nothing but you spitting that shit you feel me mm-hmm. it's not you trying to be something that you're not it's not you trying to you know look a certain way it's just you being you nothing more to it you feel me that's the type of shit i fuck with yeah and it's just like i know a lot of artists and everything i know about like i ain't gonna name them and everything but it's like i don't know what's the trend of saying that you got choppers or you got ops and shit like that Like you ain't got no damn choppers or no ops man. like come on don't even put that shit in the universe man what if somebody really takes that shit serious yeah. it's like maybe you just dropped the random name like 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 oh yeah i don't smoke like tuca or some shit you don't even know who tuca is it's just like oh this the nigga that smoked that nigga over there and it's like you're fabricating the whole fucking thing and you're like you're getting it blended with real life and and people now you're making the actual ops and shit yeah. going up on you and shit you know it's just i know that's like probably like way out there in terms of what could possibly happen mm-hmm. but i'm just saying like once you put shit out there in the universe it always comes back to you in some form and everything so it's just like you know on my table ego trip i was mostly just speaking more about mental health and mm-hmm. stuff of that nature you hear in songs like you know drowning obviously is allude to like depression and stuff of that nature and like even like the superficial ones where it's like i'm talking about like you know neji huga mm-hmm. mace wendu it's like this grandiose sense of self. It's just like you know, like yeah, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm Neji Hugo. I'm I'm a Mace Windu and stuff like that. You know, like I'm 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 the shit type shit. You know, it's just like you know, it's just it's just stuff of that nature. It's just like you know, with depression, it kind of just hops on from like you know, okay, like you're feeling really really shitty one day, and then one day you might feel great, and it might well, come about like really manic highs and extremely depressing lows. I yeah. understand this shit like yeah, completely. And it's, just, yeah. And it's, I don't want to say it's like a front or nothing like that, but it's just like, you know,
like you know it's you're just wearing a mask yeah you're just trying to i don't even say it's like wearing a mask it's like you're just trying to pull yourself out and it all starts with your thinking so it's like you know it's like if you could be feeling really low it's like hey you know like i'm the shit though like if i can really struggle and get through this like why and do everything I give a fuck? yeah why do i give a fuck really like you know nobody can uh go through what i'm going through and come out the other side that's what yeah. i'm saying some people other people would have given up and I kept pushing. So it's like, that's just kind of how I see it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's just stuff of that nature. Um, it's just like, I know we spoke earlier and everything. You say that maybe J. Cole is like a huge influence to like where your work is or where you're kind of headed and everything. Um, I say, yeah, because like growing up, like it was just like, all I wanted to do was just get out of my situation. When I was living in Charlotte, all we had was damn... Like, I know people, like, have gone through this, like, oodles and noodles for breakfast, lunch and dinner, toast if you're lucky, you know, tomato soup and shit like that, government cheese, mama um, struggling for rent and everything. That's just something I didn't want to go through. I'm so glad, like, I made it. Like, I'm, I, when we moved to Oxford, it wasn't no different. We were living with my grandma, and the, shit was, the situation was still the same, you feel me? I'm just so glad I made it out of there because had I, had I not, I don't know where I would be today, you feel me? So the, the type of path I take in, like, the way I do my raps is more so I speak from experience more so than I speak from what I want to be. I want to talk about, like, I want to... Let me get my thoughts straight. I'm a little high. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, shit. I um want to like push my music out to the every man, the the person that can relate to this most. Because mm. yeah, it's cool as fuck to be rapping about yeah, like you said, like yeah, I got a chopper, like yeah, I'll put some, like you know put the blick on the op. You feel me on some mm. shit? It's cool as fuck to do that. Do that if you want to. But like the moment somebody tests you and you get tested and you don't know how to react to it, bro, like. You feel me? Now you, now your whole you're image in a fucked up situation and everything. You know? Yeah, my main thing was like I never want to rap something that like doesn't seem like it was me. Yeah, sorry, it's, it's no problem. You know, authenticity is also very can really really inspire too, and that's one thing. Even J Cole inspires me on that, and also, and everything. Like you know, his main audience was people like of college age, like us, and everything. Mm -hmm. Like you know, you really do go through it and everything. You're kind of stuck in the past. A couple of things, you know, he had songs like "Wet Dreams" and stuff like that. You know, talk about how he grew up and everything of that nature, or how his father would have cheated and he just never told. You know, the song never on sideline story, mm -hmm. and everything. All these speak to the every man, and in one case scenario we all like you know get caught up in these situations kind of the same way and he definitely like j cole i never talk about killing nobody doing nothing nobody trying to beat up nobody and like nothing. the thing was like when you did hear lyrics like that from him he was speaking from an outside perspective of somebody that watched that shit go down like yeah we watched this shit go down we weren't part of that shit we we may hang around the niggas who do that shit or we may be around the niggas who's like you know talk like they do that shit but like for most of us bro we were just we're just us so you know we do what we do just go on about our business and like minding your business is a huge part of the rap game like you mind your business you're gonna live longer just in general mm -hmm. you probably like like i think for a lot of rappers the way they want to blow up is they want to do something spontaneous you feel me but the ones that really like are really big right like talk drake Talk Cole, talk Kendrick, any of them, talk Jay-Z, they really in their own lane. You feel me? Like, Drake may be, like, more, like, of a social media kind of guy. Well, like just, a pop type, you know. Yeah, it's like, a type of pop type of star. But, you know, for the most part, I don't really see Drake getting out of his, like, like getting out of his lane unless somebody else, you know, starts some shit with him. Now, I could be wrong, but, you know, I'm just speaking from what I've seen. You feel me?
He usually kills it too. He beat Meek and everything. So yeah, just a now, test. Now, 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 like one and no by Meek is like hella underrated. Yeah, is that the one where you use the Undertaker beat? Yeah. And then Undertaker trying to sue him. Yeah. <laughs> saying that no, that's selfish. <laughs> nah, I feel like that was that was a tough ass song. I'm not even gonna care. Yeah, Undertaker are real like you know him and Snoop Dogg are like like really cool friends and everything. Word, yeah, I yeah, yeah. You can you can look up the video on YouTube. It's one of my favorite videos of them just talking on Instagram Live and everything. I swear, just off that, they should really just start a podcast, bro. Yeah. They, they they're really Undertaker and Snoop Dogg really talking like Undertaker talk. He be sounding like he hangs around black people a lot. You know, like those white people that mm-hmm. like just hang around black people hella much. So it's so like you can kind of tell. <laughs> like Gary Owens. Yeah, I wouldn't even say like Gary Owens. I'll say even like blacker than that. Like, he, like you can pull to the cookout and won't even be nothing. Like, I feel like that's the Undertaker. Yeah, nigga, we'd be scared of that motherfucker. I, I dare you to say something to him. <laughs> Dude, Undertaker, that's that's a, that's that low. He low-key. Not even that, but he's like a childhood. Like, you know, you grew up watching like wrestling and everything. Beat everybody ass. Right. Speaking bro. of wrestlers beating everybody ass, why don't we talk about John Cena beating niggas' asses in jorts? And George. Oh, yeah, like... <laughs> dude, John Cena was that nigga, though, growing up, bro. Like, I swear, bro, like, sometimes there were points where you kind of kind of hated him because he would always win sometimes. I'd be wanting some other people to, like, kind of, like, come through. That's why, like, it was cool. I was cool with Daniel Bryan beating him that one time. Yeah, yeah Daniel Bryan. Fuck. Yeah. You know he's in AEW now? Yeah, I peeped that. It, was, yeah. it showed up on my Instagram one day. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, dude, AEW is crazy. I feel like that's the only organization that can, like, compete now. Because it's like, they be having everybody on there. They be yeah, having some Chris old Jericho people. on there, too. Christian. Yeah, yeah, Matt Hardy, yeah, yeah. yeah, Christian Cage is on there, too. I think they got Matt Hardy now, too. And I think Jeff stayed in WWE, though. Yeah, I think Jeff Hardy might get a push. I don't know if he will or he not. Like, because I'm a wrestling fan to a degree. I don't really watch the matches as much as I used to. Like, I, I just haven't I, seen it in some years. Bro. I, I, I just rather that. look at the clips, to be yeah, honest. I see like, some I, clips every now and again. And then, yeah. yeah, I think Big E won, like, the WWE yeah, Championship. Yeah, I yeah. Think so. Yeah, that's pretty, really cool type stuff, man. Hey, I mean, man, when's the last time we had a black dude win the WWE Championship? Like Bobby Lashley was. Before him, he, Word. Beat, he beat Bobby Lashley. Word. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's it's great. Bobby Lashley literally came back, and I know it took a while and everything, but now he he's, wasn't. It, wasn't he on steroids? I don't think he was. If he was on steroids, he would have been caught up for that by now. Because it's like you know, you know, steroids. That's all. That's 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 a no no. Think Shelton Benjamin trying to make a comeback or something. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin's different. I was really rooting for Shelton Benjamin when he came back to really become like some kind of champion. Cause when he first came in and like he was doing matches like Shawn Michaels in the mm-hmm. early two thousands and everything, he had a whole lot of prospects. And I just didn't like that gold standard gimmick when he was like dyeing his hair all yellow and shit, looking yeah. like what's his name who did the thong, thong song. Like you know, I wasn't, I wasn't messing with that. Man. I mean, live your, I mean, live your life how you want to live it. But I just thought it was corny as hell, bro. But it's just like you know, that's just kind of how I saw it. But yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Wrestling, even in in rap, wrestling be you be making hella bars of wrestling. I think in one of my songs, I say like I was falling off like Mick Foley because he like he fell yeah, off. The, that Mick Foley like, is a fucking sadist. Say it is, but he is that nigga though. He was doing all for entertainment. Uh, bro, like I, Mick Foley is Mick Foley is gangster. I don't Mick care. Mick Foley, <laughs> Mick Foley is the definition of that's that white people shit. Don't even say it. Don't even talk about my nigga mankind like that. Because <laughs> hey, mankind dude, a fucking dog, but I refuse to let somebody talk me into falling off the top of a steel cage onto a bed of nails. He was not talking. He was not talking. He he decided to do that on his own. <laughs> Unless, dude was doing that all for entertainment. Sadist. <laughs> Sadist. 
we can really make that conversation. But it's like, you know, he's like a good father and everything. Have you, yeah. seen, have you seen like behind the ring uh, mm-hmm. documentary and see all his kids and everything? He's just a father. He's just a everyday man. You know, that's all I'm saying. But how that's every- the thing that people need to understand about other people, though. Yeah. Like, especially like on Twitter and everything, when somebody's getting on somebody. Yo, these people are human. I understand they are in the public eye and everything that they do is like going to be seen a certain type of way. But at the end of the day, you got to understand these people are fucking human and humans, all of us, me included, you included, we do stupid shit is just in our nature. You feel me? So like when shit pop off like that, you know, you can't. Like like you just said, like take a take um a look at Mick Foley. He's a great father. He does crazy shit, but he's a great father. Yeah. But and all that sh- other shit gets overshadowed because you're a celebrity and did some crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, seriously, I, I see it like that. But I don't know, Mick Foley's different because we all know it's just performance and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like real life with Twitter, I don't know. I don't even got no Twitter, bro. Because it's just, like you when Kevin Hart had to apologize for making a comment on Twitter like almost a decade ago. Hell and yeah. shit, like that's just that's too much pressure. And I'd be making, I'd be thinking like, shit. I hope I didn't say anything mean or something on Facebook some years ago or something like that. You you be trying to monitor your old social media, like damn. I hope I ain't say some shit that wouldn't fly today, man. Because if you do blow up and everything, it's just like you know, it's just not worth dealing with, man. And that's one of the main things. It's just like, I'd be really looking at stuff. Not saying like in my past for the sense, but it's just like you know, you fall out with people and everything. You know, like rumors start looming about you and stuff you, you know what charlotte's like you, you know yeah, we've yeah. all lived in charlotte long enough to know exactly how people get down over yeah, there yeah. and then like oxford is even worse because that motherfucker's small as hell like 6.1 miles you feel me so it's just like whatever whatever's been said is going to be said to everybody you feel me you're going to find out you're related to everybody it's like taylor got an f in his class fuck how did my aunt find out about this i didn't even tell my mama you, you feel me Shit. yeah that should be getting everywhere yeah, man, that's that's a lot, man. It's like, dude, it's just like I don't know. For me, I say I don't want to say I've outgrown Charlotte in a sense, but it's just like you know, I'm just I'm ready to move on. <laughs> Cause it's like you know, it's just like you know, I look to places like Washington D.C. and see how the music scene, you know, trying to look a little bit deeper on what the music scene's looking like in D.C. And Charlotte's we're popping a whole lot now. Yeah, I'm but I feel like I feel like Charlotte's the kind of town though you have to kind of step out of Charlotte and blow up somewhere else before you really. Live. That's why people leave and go places like Washington D.C. New York, LA, stuff like that. But at the same time, like people up there are coming down here too, thinking that same thing. Like there's something new outside, maybe a little bit slower paced or something like that. Yeah, there's less competition and everything in Charlotte. And I feel there's a little, whole lot of competition. I feel like that's, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a problem or a good thing. Cause when you're like New York is filled with competition. So like, when you're at the top, you're really at the top. Yeah, feel. yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, it's like, it's not even like competitive on the sense it's just like, I'm gonna get in niggas' way. I'm gonna start beef with people and shit like that. Beef just follows you and everything. Yeah. Come. But it's just like, I feel like Charlotte's different because people would do the absolute most just to really disparage other people's characters, you know. And then it makes them kind of want to like give up in a sense. And even I was in that headspace, like nigga, what's even the point of this shit? Like all my people I fell out with and everything, you know. Then even say this, get, third, I mean, they're just fake as shit and everything. People going behind your back, you know, talking all types and all types of mental abuse for no I reason. Said, I actually said that in the song. It was like the ones who judge your greatness are the ones who never made it. How the fuck you judging me when we was never on the same shit? You feel me? It was like I was saying that because. I was like, 
I grew up as the kid that um I was bullied a little bit, not nothing crazy, you feel me? Like a little teasing here and there, but I was I was a sensitive ass nigga. I ain't gonna cap. Hey, so chosen like, one, man. That's come empath, you're always gonna get picked on, bro. Yeah, come, who you you're coming to me now. I was picked on too. It comes with it. Yeah, man. So it's just like, you know, having to learn how to deal with that shit on your own kinda humbles you to a degree. You feel me? I forgot where I was going with this, but um, I think you're just kind of touching on the sense of just that like when people go through oh, various yeah, struggles, yeah, yeah. it's like you know, it's just like you start to mature and kind of understand like, oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. for me, like when I said that line, it was like I was in the mindset of everybody that tells me I got this, that, and the third to do with life never did this, that, and the third with their life. So how the fuck they're gonna tell me that this shit works if they never even knew for themselves? And like it's like we had to learn through experience. Okay, then like. Mm-hmm. Why are you still in your same situation, you feel me? Why are you always trying to tell me how I should do this? And this ain't, like, for my parents, because I know it sounds like some shit your parents say, but these are, like, random people or some close people to me just trying to give me random advice on certain shit. And, like, my... Like, what the fuck do you know? Like, yeah, what are you yeah, doing yeah. with your life and everything? Like, in my case, and I don't mean to interject, but mm-hmm. it's, like, even with high school and everything, like, I started with the whole rap thing. Like, I was literally going through it hard in eighth grade. I mean, like, worst year, one of the worst years ever. And it's just, like, you know... That was my my coping mechanism. You know, everyone has their different fixers. I didn't go into drugs. I didn't go to, like, beating the shit out of people or going in the street, you know, trying to rob people or nothing like that. I just say, like, okay, let me just put on this music. I can go to a different place. I can write poetry and everything. This is my way to vent. And so, like, I carried it into high school. Not even on some fuck everybody, like, I'm going to be the best rapper that ever lived type shit. But just, like, some, oh, like, I'm just trying to work on my craft. I'm just trying to get better. So how you feeling about it so far? You know, just kind of give a glimpse into like what i was working with sometimes i didn't even tell them i was just be minding my own business oh what you doing and then it's like you know next thing you know it goes around what you're trying to do and everything next thing everybody tries to challenge you like oh do you know what this is or what what, what are this or what, what what's this like oh what does this mean and everything and it's just like nigga like what the fuck just does let it me matter do what i love yeah just let me do what i love like what how does it bother you like when somebody else has a purpose and they're focused on it. It's always people that have no purpose, no plans for life. You check them out years later, they ain't doing shit. They used to say I was stupid. They used to say like I was a waste of time. I'm an honor roll student back-to-back semesters. Same. At an HBCU and everything, you know? So it's just like you really, time really reveals to you a lot of things. And it's just like what you're capable of. I have a mixtape out. A lot of the people whom I went to high school with don't have any mixtapes and everything. Only like one other guy I knew and everything. Um, Devil for the four and everything. Shout out Devin and everything. Like, dude really dropped a, 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 dropped a project, I think, in my domain and everything. Pretty good project. You know, I, I recommend it. You know, check it out if you want to and everything but it's just like you know it's just like this shit right here it's just like you really have to pour your life into it you know what i'm saying if you really want to make something happen out of it you know you got a plan and everything and that's what i love about journey entertainment as a whole and everything it's a circle of people who are just creative like you july destin and everything when i'm feeling some type of way y'all just try to uplift me and everything like that's all that. we want to do bro like um J- um destin like is really what who got me into this rap shit for real because uh, when I was younger, I would always just write rhymes. It was just like something fun to do, right? Mm-hmm. When I didn't have basketball because it was too cold outside, I would go in my room and just write some shit, write some shit, write some shit, write some shit. Mm-hmm. And boom, I come one day, I'm hanging with Destin because I met him at the basketball court. Boom, he's playing some music. They making some music. I freestyle on it. And like, 
It was like, you ever did this before? I'm like, no, nah, not really. It's just like, you know, boom. And like, I, like they just told me you got potential, bro. Like for somebody that doesn't do this. And I was like, I appreciate it. So it's like, you know, that kind of like camaraderie and that kind of like confidence from somebody else in you is actually like really special. So like people don't understand, like everybody's like, yeah, you got to love yourself before, you know, you like you could love other people to an extent that is extremely true but with somebody who hasn't experienced love from other people or experienced having confidence from other people how will you know how to love yourself if you've never felt that before oh well, yeah i mean it's all you know it's like a little bit of a conundrum uh, confidence for me growing up and everything confidence uh, really just came from just understanding that i'm not a perfect person which is understanding as long as my intentions are pure and everything all i wanted to do was just have fun and just laugh with friends and that's what it was and i feel like a lot of that was kind of drained after high school and everything you know you go through a lot of bullshit you know you fall out with people people aim to try to knock you down for whatever reason and there be people that don't even be in the same grade as you or don't even be around you like that It'd be like people that just observe you from afar and right? like like what's your issue what's your fixation with me and they go i ain't got shit to do with you and everything you know i always want to like you know it's like 42 uh you ever do uh think about like the 42 laws of mahat like from uh, egypt or whatever uh, no, I don't think I heard that one before. Yeah, be able to look it up for sure. See, the 42 laws, I don't know off the top of my head, but I know one of them is just like, you know, I don't invoke, I invoke laughter, I invoke life, I invoke, you know, that's the kind of shit I be on. Like, I just invoke life and positivity as best as I can. So uh, be that's why, that's yeah. why I fuck with you, bro. It's like, um, like, it's another thing in Journey. It's just everybody is so damn positive. And as a kid that has grown up negative, you feel me? Like I was a negative person. I can still be at times a negative person and something I'm working on, but like to be around such positive and creative minds and people that think like me, work like me and just want to do things just like me. It's just like, it was really nice to find that here. And like, hey kids, like you're only going to find that at HBCU, you feel me? So you might as well, you know, just go ahead and go ahead and find you at HBCU. Come on down to Central. We, we'll take care of you. No, just any kind of HBCU, like, but really look up and really see if, like, you'll see, like, your vibe and everything like that, you know, it's just, like, you know, NCCU, it's, like, it has a vibe that, you know, I don't feel like any other campus has, but that's only because I've never been to every other campus. I'm about to probably go to Howard University for grad school, um, it's just stuff of that nature, mm -hmm. but it's just, like, that, everyone's just kind of chill. I don't know if it's, like, maybe because they're out of high school type thing, I don't know, but I really feel like I needed this school, like, when I was in high school. Just something, this, just an environment like this. I feel like like, you know, it would have been a ride, you know, because if I were to compare who I am like now to who I was like in high school, you know, it's like two completely different people. Oh, yeah, for sure. In a sense, it's just like, you know, I had for like, sure. you know, I had light in my eyes. I was just even though there was some times I was just tired and just chilling or whatever, you know, it's just like, you know, I laugh with friends. I was more outspoken. You know, I could stand in front of people. ain't got to worry about nothing. And I feel like, you know, in my 20s, it's like I'm really trying to work out, trying to unravel a lot of the traumas I had faced when I was younger to really blast through that so I can live throughout my life, you know, happily and as freely and as best and sync with myself as I can. So it's like, you know, I'm working to really like fall in sync with myself once again, you know, and it's just, I feel that really kind of took out of my HBCU experience as a whole to a degree. Cause I always felt like, you know, I'm more like shyer. Like I'm just kind of like, you know, withdrawn to a degree. Although I do go to the men's achievement center. I do like socialize a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, I feel like, you know, like there's a part of me where it's just, I don't want to say died in a sense, but there's parts of me that I feel like they're kind of on life support. The naivety yeah. Yeah. or a naivete or however you say, yeah. how naive I was um coming into college is like extremely different like 
Uh, like, I went from a big city to a small town, around what, 10 years old, so boom, you know, I was used to both things, but to find a mixture of that was really cool, so that's why I gave from Durham, like, you know, it's got certain, like, parts of this country as hell, you feel me, and then there's other parts, you know, Durham's part, like, basically a big-ass hood in a way, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, kind of progressive in a but, sense, especially uptown, they got the little, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of East Side Charlotte, like mm-hmm. a really large East Side or I'm West actually from Charlotte. East Side Charlotte, yeah, Ottawa same. area. Oh, really, you from Ottawa? Yeah. I'm from, like, uh, Sharon Amity area. Oh, word. Yeah, like um, I live. I, I don't. I don't want to say exactly where I live. <laughs> Nobody pull up and everything, but like I live not too far from Eastland Mall. And everything, oh, where Eastland Mall used yeah, to I remember. Be. I remember where it used to be. Yeah, dude, that place yeah. is lit as oh, hell. God. You were you were there as a kid going to yes. there, bro. I thought I was gonna when I was a teenager. I think like I was thinking. I was I, always thinking about how like, I was gonna, I was go, gonna there. Be, go there, be pulling mm-hmm. up on girls all the time, be working there, bro. I, I can already see it, but then they had oh, to God. break that stuff down because there's so much too much going on over there. You know, there was a rape that happened there. Yeah, people was fighting. Eastside, Eastside getting like Eastside getting hectic, man. I remember like. Uh, I don't know if you know how it gets over there, right? Like, not too far from Hickory Grove. I used to stay at uh, this place called Parkhurst. Mm. And, like, that's not too far. Like, it's not too far from a hood, but it's not a hood, you feel me? But it's damn sure not a suburb, you feel me? So it's just kind of like people that know each other here. And down the street, you know, you might find a hood down the other street. Like, Charlotte, um, it, it, in its entirety, is like you take one route, you take one route, Turn left, you find the hood. Turn right, you find the subs. It's like, that's just how Charlotte is, as they say. They're kind of neck and neck. Like, you know, especially, like, South Side, too. Like, there's a part of South Side that's really, really bougie, like, Valentine area. But but then there's other sides where it's like, it really is the hood. Let somebody in Valentine tell me they tough. No, <laughs> I'm a la- bro. What? No, man. I went hey, to somebody school out. Time, nigga, I up that pole on you, nigga. What pole? <laughs> bro, I went to school out there from middle school, bro. That shit was, oh, man, <laughs> dude. I swear, bro. Like, I tell, I tell you, bro. Like these, those white, those kids, bro. Those white kids, those rich white kids, bro. They'll really like shit on you just because they're bored and everything like that. I remember one girl, like they just started a rumor on her saying she was a crackhead, and I'm like, how you gonna start a rumor about someone being a crackhead? You're not even near crack like come on you're in ballantine area yeah y'all have coke that's who rich for crack (laughs) (laughs) but it's like at the same damn time dude it's like how do you just like just be bored so bored with life that you're gonna just mentally abuse somebody else's that's that's what i actually seen like to the point where they gotta go to therapy like what yeah like like i remember one one kid and I feel bad because, like, you know, I low-key helped out in it. But it, the only time I really helped out in it was when he came for me. These kid, This kid kept on, like, getting flamed, like, constantly every day, right? Mm-hmm. And, when, like, sometimes he, like, make a little jokey joke at me. And I'm like, all right, bro, you, you see I be chilling. Don't be making jokes, but you want to come at me. I'm going to let it slide. Boom, one day I just let it fly just mm-hmm. for the longest. Like, I was literally roasting this nigga for, like, 30 minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> and like a couple of weeks later, we don't see this nigga again. Wow! Like I mean, he didn't kill himself or nothing like that. I think he just probably changed school. Yeah, but it was like shit. We were on his ass about that for a brick. Yeah, man. I mean, well, I mean, at least he had a support, man. So there's some people's kids that they'll let them t- stay at the school all year long, even though they're going through some shit. I'm one of those kids, man. I yeah, had to, I had to go through that. Yeah, I had to stay in a school where you know shit is fucked up and everything for you and everything, but they'll make you go there and everything. You know, that that was not a good time for me, man. I swear. So that's why a lot like my next projects are gonna be more school based because I always felt like school was just that place where I just feel like that went through like the most. That's actually shit. what on um, one of my yeah. songs, uh, the sideline story. Sideline story. Sideline story. That's what it's about. It's actually about um me coming off the bench in my senior year. Mm -hmm. 
Song called Silence Look I, I, yeah. I mean, automatically thought about J. Cole Wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, that be like Biden it's, it's called si- Yeah yeah it's, it's called Silent Story So Wouldn't that be kind of Biden though To the extent The name is Silent Story too So like the thing is Like When I um well, not 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 my sideline story. It, it was from a beat called Sideline Story. The bars from it, oh. but I put it in a song that like it was a Rod Wave type beat, oh. and it was called My Story. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll talk. I'll, I'll put these because I want to see if it would fit, and it did fit like perfectly, bro. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, yeah, this is gonna be it. And I always talk about like what it was like in being a senior coming off the bench. And it feels like you're never good enough, no matter what you do. When your coach tells you you're just as good as everybody else, then why the fuck am I riding the bench? Why the fuck am I like doing this and that, right? Why am I not getting my chance to shine, you feel me? Mm. And, um, you know, you just take an opportunity. I start playing the AAU, got, got good there. You know, I played a little bit here, got the chance to try out for us. You know, I, I should have went to the tryout, but, you know, I had a test and it was make or break. So it is what it is. But, you know, just like knowing that, like, hey, I can do this, like that confidence I didn't have in myself before that I could put in myself because I had something to prove. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It's just like that's why I think that's another thing I think this school for. It's just like it made me feel like I got me no, ma- no matter what I got me. If nobody else got me, I got me. You feel I me? Know, I feel that. I know. It's just like, well, all these projects over your head, I'd be feeling like, you know, like, because, like, my next project going to be called, like, Sincerely. I know I spoke about it on a different episode on this podcast. And it's kind of like, the reason why is because, like, J. Cole is such a huge influence because, like, I know J. Cole made a project called Truly Yours. And I feel like, in a sense, it kind of mirrors that to a degree. But see, like, in my case, it's like, you know, like, it's basically, it's, it's, it, this project is going to be more based on just, like, a little mini EP just based on just a letter to myself, just all my anxiety and everything and just like you know a letter to my future self you know it's just like you know this is what i'm dealing with right now will all these things come to pass and everything will i get through it am i gonna be strong enough how's life later on you know just stuff like that and it's just like you know it's just it just touches on various things i know that i'm going to write a song called uh, jason Voorhees and everything and so like you know like on i know on um I know on Ego Trip, I had a, a song called Drowning, and at the end of it, you kind of hear, like, you know, like a sound clip from the Friday the 13th movie and everything. I don't know if you, you pretty much heard Drowning, right, on Ego Trip? If you want to, like, re-listen it again when you got time, listen. Because I feel like there's, like, a sound clip, there's a sound clip on the end where it's, like, uh, where Mrs. Voorhees who was actually, like, you know, the... Um, the main antagonist in the first movie movie, yeah Yeah, it was pretty much just said like oh he should have been watched every minute and everything you know like he was drowning and stuff like that you know like that's all it's like you know that's it just kind of connects with like this whole song called jason Voorhees, where basically you know jason was basically like a deformed child and it's like it wasn't his fault that he came out that way basically but yet again he was slided to the side and forgotten about to the point where he died and drowned in the water and what rose from the ser- from the surface was a whole killer that was gonna like a serial killer like that literally just that's uh, like now it's like a legendary status and everything so it's like you know it's just that part of that note to myself it's like you know in a sense like i'm kind of fearful like like what am i becoming really and what if i get so deep and get, get stuck so dark into something you know get stuck in like my own head for so long 
and everything that when you rise to the surface and everything am i going to be proud what comes up and everything will i change will i be the same way and everything will i be the best version of myself or am i going to be the worst version these questions i ask myself all the time and everything who am i going to be in the next 10 years who am i going to be the next 20 years you know because i never thought i'd be like this at age 23 you know like when i was 13 and everything you know i was still pretty much a moody kind of kid and everything and now i'm still pretty moody to it but i'm not like moody moody i'm just kind of like over it type like yeah you're just tired you're just tired type shit and it's just like you know you're youthful you shouldn't be tired you should be full of life out there you know like what's coming next for me they'd be like you're 20 you're in your 20s man these are the best years of my life the best really i'm really really trying to bank on maybe later in my 20s To be honest, like I'm really hoping mid twenties can make up for a lot of this shit. Luckily I missed for out. me, I'm still like in the early stages. You feel me? Like 21, so it's just like I always tell myself I got so much time. But on on the real, do I really have as much time as I feel like I do? Cause it's like I feel like I need like, and this is why I try to stay off social media like like too much. Like I'm not gonna be posting every hour or nothing like that. I'm not gonna be posting every minute or every day. But like I'll like. Take a peek at social media, like a few things, maybe put something on the story, go on about my business. Keep it light because when you start seeing, being on social media too much, right, you start wanting what you see on social media instead of wanting what you want. Appreciating you what you got already and everything. That's the sad thing about social media, man. It's just it really, really takes away your happiness because, you know, comparison is uh, basically um, the thief of happiness. I don't know if that's word for word what the saying was, but it really can rob you of just being content with yourself and it's like it's so bad because it's like we're constantly just trying to it's like a game where we're constantly trying to compete against each other like no i have a good life i have this many followers i'm doing this i'm doing that i got this many likes and you know what's crazy what um what like helped me was like and maybe it may may seem toxic, but like with when, like when I started fucking with certain females that like were just like seemed out of my league at one point that's like what made me think like yo this shit really don't really matter. Like this, like this Instagram shit. I was a nigga with a fucking Android at the time, right? Yeah. Trying to pull some shit. So you gotta really learn bitches how to. Don't really care about a lot. Of this you just got. That's have one thing game. I noticed about it in college. Bitches really don't care. It's really just all. Oh no, nah, they care about that motherfucking blue, that blue message versus green message. Oh no, 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 they care to a certain degree, bro. <laughs> but you can be come up with the most jacked up car if your game, if your game's good, bro. You can pull this. Oh it God. really, it really just comes down to just your presentation and everything, you know. Because it's like in college, all they see is potential. So where you can grow up to be, and like you know, eighty percent of our campus is females alone. So it's like a lot of these females probably might not even get married. There's a chance, like, you know, and it's just like this is probably the last time we could all just be kind of like literally just out there, you know, fucking about whoever and everything. Yeah, but I've never been that type of person actually. It's just like just fucking everything. Just wasn't like like ask my boys like Taylor is not like Taylor like you know I like pussy. You feel me? That. I mean, it's, it's it's great, you know. <laughs> but um, ass is on campus, on and the ass here, bro. NCCU, bro. Bitches, bitches got it, man. I swear, but like for me, it was just like I always cared more about who I'm fucking what more so than like how good they look and everything. Like, of course, like you don't want just anybody on your body count. If I sound like an asshole for saying that, uh, I said what I said, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm gonna stand on that ten toes. It's just like it's, it's nothing just, wrong with having like, standards. Yeah, so. yeah. Like that was like actually my biggest issue, and while I was like a virgin throughout high school, it was like I was 
a non no game having ass nigga with high ass standards. <laughs> I mean, nothing wrong with having high standards, man. You know, it's man. just like it, like it got to a point where it was like, at the very least, Taylor, you have to try to match those same standards that you are putting out for other people. I want this girl to be like like the girls that like I like to talk to now or will be those types that like just like have something going for themselves. They got like like a goal, a set goal in mind. And not like there are so few people our age with a set goal in mind because one day they want to do this, but the next day they want to do that. No, me and you, we said we wanted to be artists. We're going to be artists. Yeah, I said we're I'm already like, artists. We're artists. already artists, real talk, but it's just like, you know. I said I need to start taking this shit seriously, and I'm going to take that shit seriously. I, and um, what's your plan though to make it serious though? My plan though to make it serious, I got I got to get a new job one because nine dollars an hour ain't gonna cut it. You feel me? I feel like Cole at the um, roller rink. <laughs> oh, like J Cole was, was working at the roller rink at one point. He was working at the roller rink at one point. Oh, what age? Like what is it? Uh, I think it was early twenties. Yeah, early twenties, um, late teens. Yeah, man, it's just, you know, I swear J. Cole really does. It sucks that he's not, like, up there as much as, like, or I don't want to say he's not up there because in my eyes, I feel like he's up there, up there. Like, 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 like all Kendrick, time or, like, right now? With Kendrick's and the Drake's thing. Oh, and yeah, like, like, obviously. Personally, me, and, like, I feel like a lot of people will agree with this. Or maybe they won't. Who knows? I feel like when it comes to bar for bar, I'll give it Kendrick, but music to music, like, what I like to hear giving it to Cole. Who makes better music or who makes shit that pops more? Probably Drake, but who's got better lyrics? Cole. It's like, like Cole is a mixture of the two in a way where Cole is so versatile, I can hear Cole on any beat and be fine with I, I wouldn't it. even see him as like since technically a mixture. He's kind of in his own lane. In my, like for instance, Kendrick is more of like the mental side of like the rap stuff. Drake is more like the heart type, you know, and then it's just like, you know. Cole is Cole. Cole is like the soul. That's why I said. Yeah. I feel like that's Cole still, is he, the soul. Yeah, he's talking like about it. soul. I feel like Kanye is kind of like the spirit when he's because mm -hmm. I know he's like, he's going more into like the more. Uh, Chance was definitely the religious type. Yeah. DMX too, DMX, because every one of his own, every one of his albums had a prayer on the back. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, really, dude? It had a prayer on the back? Yeah. DMX is that dude. Oh, you rest in peace, DMX. That's one of the craziest passings of DMX when he passed away, no, for real. No, no cap. Like, that came out of nowhere, bro. I didn't like how they had him on that one girl show. Like, it, like what's her name? Ivonia Fixed My Life or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they had him trying to come across, like, a deadbeat dad because his son was there and everything, you know, and, like, talking about the woman. I didn't even like how his, his son kind of put his dad on blast on TV like that. Like, don't do that. And if you got something to say, you know, keep it in private. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like, you know, like, because you're putting this, man, you don't know what he's going through. You got to keep in mind, like, dude, like, he trusted one dude and they laced his weed with drugs. And, like, you know, it's hard to knock that shit off. You're going to try to seek out that high. And I'm not even some dude that's on drugs like that. I mean, like, I smoke a little weed here and there, but I do understand, like, shit can really get laced and fuck your life up. People can get laced with, like, weed, some bullshit-ass weed and that'll fuck their brain up forever. To the crazy forever. This is why. That's why weed is just like I don't even like get deep into weed as much as I used to. I, I only to, cop from people I trust. Yeah, and I used to smoke weed hella heavy because it's just like you don't be focused. I'm trying to do like if I want to smoke weed, I want to smoke weed in my house in my mansion when I'm fucking like already took a shift off and everything. Like you know, like let somebody you know I already just pulled in some revenue. Let me celebrate something. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of how I approach weed and everything. You know I don't want to smoke it, like be paranoid like oh shit oh gosh I should that did that assignment oh god you know that's not good that just ruins the high and so like as a kid with adhd mm. uh, i would say like um weed for me was like it was like relief 
<clears throat> basically, man, my mind is constantly um, racing. That's why, like, growing up, I had a stuttering issue. And still to this day, you know, I kind of get that, like, um, I'll say like a lot of times. like yeah, My brother has stuttering, too. He has stuttering. Um, so it's, um, man, how do, how do I put it without saying like again? Yeah, um, high, we got, <laughs> you just got another hit uh, and everything. Man, I'm actually coming down, real talk. But, um, mm. you know, for me, with uh, weed, it was just like, it was like something to mellow you out. But, like, it was something that everybody did. And, like, that's why, like, my parents were like, why do you like, why would you rather smoke weed than take the meds that you could get? And I'm like, well, meds, that's not me. More Like, I, like, I always said it wasn't me, but also nobody, like, nobody else is around me that's quote-unquote normal mind you if you're nor if you're if there's nothing wrong with you you're not normal there's there should there should be flaws somewhere you should always fix to want to improve yourself everybody's got flaws man you know nobody's you know it's just like you know this whole sense is just this we're all trying to be perfect it's just it's not existent and with adhd this is like my theory i don't know if i might have said it on a previous episode but it's just like you know like how you have hunters and gatherers and stuff like that you know and everything and i feel like there's travelers also you know, I feel like that's what people who, are, who have ADHD, uh, because it's like, you know, with ADHD, you never want to sit in one place. Yeah, you know? I, even as don't. a kid, I hated sitting. It was hard for me to pay attention because shit was just so freaking boring. And that's actually, like, you know, why a lot of my relationships didn't work. It wasn't that I was bored of that person, but it was like, yo, I think I'm in it. Like, you know. You're just on to the next thing. Yeah, because it's, it's like, damn. Like, when you get, when, like, for me with ADHD, when I get bored, I get mad. And if I'm bored, I don't want to be mad at somebody. And I don't want to put nobody, like, the main reason I cut off a lot of people was, like, if I wasn't feeling them anymore, right, I would tell them, yo, I'm not feeling this no more. And I don't want you to be in a situation where you're not getting 100% and you're giving out 100%. That shit is not fair to you. I would never want to put somebody in that situation because I've had that situation. That shit was fucked, bro. That shit was fucked. I can't see myself doing that again, but you know, if I do, you know, it's gonna be for somebody that I like have hella love for. You feel me? No, nah, man, I feel that for sure, man. It's just like you know, that's good that you want with weed instead of pills, man. Cause like, dude, those pills, like, I feel like that's one of the main reasons. That's I feel like that's the one of the main reason why our generation is so like pills obsessed because we always try to use pills to really answer like you know or try to fix problems that aren't even there adhd was not a problem just make the classes more like dynamic and then exactly. like the kids will focus exactly like I'm you know like i remember 504 and an iep plan bro like that's the type of shit you have to have because with adhd like you are either going to be the first person done with that test and sitting around bored as fuck, or you're going to be the last one in that motherfucker and then rush at the been, end. Because you were watching SpongeBob in your head throughout the whole damn test. It's over here like, That was literally oh, me, bro. Like, literally. I'd be watching SpongeBob clips and everything while, like... <laughs> It'll be Krusty fucking like, like, yeah, it's absolute It'll be fucking like, it'll be like, oh, flop the flapjacks. What is that? You be trying not to laugh. I'm doing the test. I swear to God, bro. It'll be like two times two, like, flop the flapjacks. What is that? I'm like, oh my God, I can't focus. Hey, yo, I fucking, that's exactly what ADHD is, bro. Hey, look, no, this one TikToker said it best. A regular brain, right? Yeah. Is two lanes boom you can either take the left lane or the right lane uh i mean no no you got one lane and you just go straight right that's a regular brain mm -hmm. sec uh add you have two lanes and you're driving no brakes right mm -hmm. and like you don't know where to go with adhd it's 10 lanes 
Mm-hmm. You got, like, you don't know which one to choose. Mm-hmm. And it's race. <laughs> Dang. Oh, my. I mean, that's basically kind of what it is to an extent, man. I mean, I wasn't really diagnosed with ADHD, but I feel like I had hella symptoms uh, no, that kind of correlated. September 5th, 2010 was when I was diagnosed with it. Dang, so you even got the date now. You got a tattoo? <laughs> oh, I'm going to tat, tat that shit on me because that date holds a lot of weight. of weight because, like, it explained to me why I, why I was so different from everybody else. You feel me? Like, like, it was just, that's how it is. And, like, I remember, like, kids will always make a joke, oh, man, you got ADHD. Like, before I even found out I had ADHD because I was hyper. I didn't, like, sit down and anything. So it was like, boom, when you find out you actually do have that, it's like, damn, these motherfuckers right and shit. It's like, damn, something wrong with me. But it's not, no, nothing wrong with you. You just like, you just operate differently. Some Sitting down is not something that you want to do. And like, if you are going to be big in this world, sitting down is something that you can't afford to do. If you're sitting down, you better be sitting down thinking about something. You better be sitting down writing something. You better be sitting down planning some shit. You feel me? You gotta be doing something with your life. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, ADHD, I feel like that's where a lot of ideas go. I'll be coming out with all sorts of ideas for mixtapes, mixtape covers, what beats on it and everything. You'll be thinking about that all the time, and the shit we don't even formulate yet. Oh, yeah. And be one, I feel like that's one of the things that really helps you with ADHD. I feel like that kind of helped Tyler the Creator, too. And that's like, you know, because Tyler the Creator got ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that really helped him because it's like, you know, nobody had a sound like him, like with Bastard, Goblin, mm-hmm. Wolf. And then after that, that was Cherry Bomb after and then after cherry bomb it was flower boy and uh then it was igor and now it's like call me if you get lost dude Tyler the creator's discography bro that's that's legendary bro like to me i feel like he's yeah. hall of fame and he's still in his 20s right uh late 20s now hey siri <laughs> you gotta ask siri <laughs> how old is Tyler the creator <laughs> Tyler the Creator is thirty years old. Jesus! Oh, he thir- Oh yeah, he turned thirty earlier this year. Okay. Word. That's cool. Yo, it wouldn't seem like he's thirty, right? Like, at all. Because he still has a youthful essence to him. So, and that's cool. Like gotta, that's how I want to be at thirty. Yeah, just youthful, bro. Like dope for really, man. When I first became a fan of Tyler the Creator, cause I remember I first saw him like when he first got an award, and I didn't listen to anything about Tyler the Creator at that point. And I'm like, wait, who's this? Like, what are these new rappers? Like, when it came to these new rappers, like the Kendrick Lamars, and like I just saw them as new rappers. So it was hard for me to like. It's crazy the people that we looked at as new rappers are now OGs in the game, like Drake, yes. Cole, Kendrick. Chance, like when Tyler Drake was first coming out, I thought he was just another Chris Brown type. I said like he was just one for like the bitches and everything. I thought when. Drake came out just like because I listened to like most of Drake's early lyrical shit yeah. so I was like damn this dude is just another like wannabe Wayne then I hear him do that and then he's got the rhythm and then he's got you know so Drake was R&B. good like dude Drake like his good. early mixtapes bro like uh, what it was like a comeback season mm-hmm. and the like the care package where it was just the singles Take that he care. did now, yeah, take care. Take care is like what really solidified him yeah. for me. Everybody, every artist got that one project that really puts them in the stratosphere. Like, like, I know Kendrick had Good Kid, Mad City, and then um, and then after that, to Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, yeah, but, that shit. But but Kid, Good Kid, Mad City, that was that project that really set him off. Hey, Just I like, love the deluxe version. Like, say what the fuck you want to me about whatever. Mm-hmm. The best song, in my opinion, on that was um, Now or Never. Now or never on, I just on like, damn or wait on which one uh to pimp a butterfly yeah no 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 on good kid mad city good deluxe kid, oh good kid mad when city he, the one with um mary j blige i don't think i i'm 
I think I might have listened to that, but I can't remember it off the top of my head and everything. Um, but my favorite Kendrick project to me personally was Section 80. That's my personal favorite I feel, I feel. and everything. Um, and then it's just like everything, you know, he had hella songs that were unreleased before. Like, like, like you know, so like if we Sex with Society is my favorite, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know if you listen to Sex with Society. And uh, what Johnny, Little Johnny, um, and uh, what was that song? Um, uh, what was that song? It's just like, I'd be listening to the vibes in my head, but I'd be forgetting what the title was. Like, it could be so long and everything. What was like, uh, oh, Faith? Like, oh, the song Faith, how he kept losing his faith again when like people like that. Was like, Faith. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bro. Kendrick had those tracks, man. Man, like. And it's just like, for J. Cole, it was 2014, Forest uh, Drive. Uh, I won't even say that. I'll go early. I will say Born Center solidified. Born Centers, I would set them all. But Born Center, because that came before, and that was with Power Trip, and Power Trip, like, Say yo, this nigga is here. Like what before then it was like workout. Workout's like, hey man, we got this new rapper and he's coming from NC. He's really good. Yeah, but see, like there's like cause I said I think Born Center is his section eighty and his like take not take care of his uh thank me later. Like mm -hmm. Drake has thank me later. Mm -hmm. Like everyone has that album that really gets interest. Like, okay, look, this is somebody I can really look into. And then twenty fourteen Yeah, set. that was what solidified I'm that's here. the difference. I'm yeah, here. I'm here. That's what's like, you know, that's what really set him off. Like, okay, this is that new At guy. me. At me, J. Cole's greatest song is Love Yours. At me. Yes, yes, yes. We can definitely we can definitely make that an argument that is one of his best songs because that's a song you can really listen to like on any day. Any day. And everything that really gets your spirits going. It's just like, you know, you really have to be appreciative of what would you, you got. Would you believe it if I said that was the song that like told me, yo, I actually want to do this shit? I don't know what song told me I wanted to do this shit because I knew like what really wanted me to do when I was really getting into Tupac and Biggie Smalls and oh, everything, yeah. you know, because like, you know, it's like Biggie was what really wanted me to get into rap, you know, I was listening because like that was one of my mom's favorite rappers called One More Chance and everything. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that was the one song that she really, really loved. I felt it felt like a lullaby to me as a kid. I didn't even know who, who did this song. It was Biggie Smalls the whole time. And when I actually started learning more about Biggie Smalls, getting deep into like Ready to Die and um, Life After Death and everything, it was like, yo, you had this big Hess, uh, husky, you know, like not kind of homely in a sense we had to say, but he was confident in himself. You know, he was a player. He was the he was a Mac. This and nigga was like yeah. twenty. 20 and then he was still doing all this stuff and it's just like you know as a kid i really looked up to that because like you know i was kind of overweight in middle school too so it's just like you know to really get that confidence i always wanted that confidence in a sense you know that's what i wanted to be like just like you know it don't matter like how i look or what i did you know you're gonna love me and that was just kind of my mindset i had an abundant mindset i feel like it was thanks to biggie you know when i was going through a dark time and everything it really helped me to like you know open myself up to that so it's just like you know like you know score one for biggie and then everything else it was just everything else after that it was just kind of helped shape everything like lil wayne was very very good in shape like creativity my writing yeah, lil yeah, wayne is, two chains that year with the two chains in 2013 bro mm. dude that run in 2013 with two chains bro it was working with everybody bro i, I miss that time <laughs> things were different back then but it's just like yeah but with the Kendrick, you fought with two chains when he was two chains I was fucking with him when he was, was Titty, titty Boy. boy. <laughs> That's the old yeah. gonna come out and tell you. I'm like, I don't know Titty Boy. <laughs> Spell it. T-I-T. <laughs> -T. And then B-O-I. <laughs> Now, yeah, I, I, that's like the, the based on a true story type stuff, man. And then he got signed with good music and everything. He did that in his 30s and everything. So it's just like, it really makes you got to really keep going. With you know who I stuff. feel like is low key an underrated rapper? What? But everybody like respects him? Who? T.I. 
I don't even see T.I. as underrated. I don't I don't feel like he is. Because you can't be crown king of the South and be, like, underrated. You know? Like, some people, like that's me, arguable for some people, for, for T.I. For me, it's like, I, I just feel like he don't get the same. Like, yeah, it'll be like, we know him as king of the South. But, like, it's, like, more so of the fact, like, we say that have respect. Not, like, I don't know how many, like, people say that shit and, like, really know, like, how good he actually was in his prime. You feel me? You know, I feel it's like, like when people are talking about DMX, like you never really knew how good he was in his prime. You remember, people like people should know how good DMX. Come like, on, like, have you seen that concert where it looked like he was performing against, like, in front of half the world? Hell yeah! Literally, and it's just like, bro, like, and DMX was much older though. That's the thing, like, they're like in their late twenties, early thirties type, and everything, and they still made this whole rap. So sometimes when I feel discouraged, like about driving my mixtape at age twenty three, I be thinking to myself, I can still keep it going because it's like, you know, why not? If you really like this shit, it don't matter if, like, you know, like, if you're doing it 23 or whatever and everything. And I just thought that was really cool and everything like that. But T.I., I don't know. I don't think T.I. and Slept On, I don't know, man. I feel like where he's at right now, where he was doing, like, back then, I feel like he, he really transitioned from being, like, the gritty down south rapper to being, like, you know, like, with the whole Paper Trail project and mm -hmm. everything. Or the Live Your Life, you know, get into that, you know, that phase and everything. We start being the more whites. popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more popular and everything. And then just kind of transitioning to that to, like, now he's, like, you know, like the person that really goes on CNN and stuff like that and talk about Killer Mike and stuff like, like that. For, for the most part, like, and like, even like, if you don't pay attention to like his vocabulary, he's he's a very intellectual dude. And somebody else that is like that is Lil Wayne. But like, now that like, now that like Lil Wayne is not just seen as some gangster rapper, like he's seen as a really good rapper, right? People can finally understand like, yo, Lil Wayne should not, it should not be surprising that this dude is intellectual. Listen to his lyrics. Yeah, I mean, I, I never doubted for a second Lil Wayne was an intellectual, but I do understand that people do hate on Wayne a little bit too much and everything, you know, and it's just like, even like, even as a 13, even like 13 year old and everything growing up, it's like, how can y'all hate on, I know people like, even we, we all even sometimes even saying like, oh, you know, Tupac was here, you know, you would be working at McDonald's, but I don't think so, like Lil Wayne is like the GOAT for many reasons, bro, he, he had, wordplay, word Lyr lyricism, I was at my most creative listening, listening to people like Lil Wayne, 2 okay. and everything, and it's just like, because they have a certain layers to how they, they do this, though, like the whole word Play things. I feel like I get a little for the cops. I don't speak pig Latin. <laughs> I turned a pen into a motherfucking Janet Jackson. <laughs> we like freaking uh freaking cheese moving silence like lasagna. lasagna. <laughs> I lasagna. am wheezy, but I ain't asthmatic. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, but now I gotta listen to all the old cars just to get the. I, guess bro, to get I gotta, your I gotta go to Car I gotta go to Carter Four real quick. You gotta go Carter Four. I got no, no, no. Which one, which one was John on Carter Three? Uh, oh yeah, that was Carter John, three. Was that Carter four? I think it was Carter four. Let me, let me, let me see. I think yeah, no, it was Carter. It was the one with four. the baby. With yeah, baby with the Wayne. with the tattoos and like yeah, the whole. All of yeah. them got baby Wayne in them. I mean, except the first one. I mean, like, like with, with the, the graduation. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was the fourth one. I'm pretty sure that was the fourth one. Let me see. Let me see. I'm about dude. To that was it. a crazy time. Bro. Nah, it really was. It really was. And like, I, I hope my kids have like. A rapper like to look at like we look at Wayne, just like how they have their rappers that they look at back in the day. Like uh, things are changing, man. Pop. You feel like Corday is gonna be that next person? It's like I know I spoke about it with my brother on a different episode and everything. You know, yeah, yeah. The thing about Corday, if he puts out more stuff, because I only like know some of like mostly From Lost Boy and yeah. then a couple like freestyles before that. I yeah, feel like he's in but a good Corday place. is a fucking spitter, and that shit should be known.
No, this no, yeah, yeah. Corday is definitely good. Will he? But will he be like in the goat? Not that goat conversation, but in that figurehead, like kind of. I don't want to say because, like, you know, will he J. be Cole, a top in his generation? Yeah, J Cole, Drake, and Kanye and Kendrick Lamar. We're actually reaching like the ends of their careers. I, I feel it. I feel like they're still gonna be around. To say that. I know it's scary, but in the next five, seven years, you know. Watch this. Watch this blow up, and now you gave them more fire. <laughs> and now uh, we got to deal with it. No, because no. I, like they dissing me because I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't see like they're like they're kind of like the ending. I just felt they pretty much done everything. Like, I you know, ready for even, the fall you, off. you can even feel like yeah, the fallout. That's gonna be his last album, J Cole. Yeah, that that shit's gonna. And honestly, he's done everything. Like, there's nothing else he can say. He's done hit everything he need. Everybody's got goals. I know my goal, like really, like as an artist, like I hope to at least drop at least three hundred songs total. At least. You ever get scared that you end. might run out of shit to say? I don't think you can. Because I'm always having problems. So there'll always be something. Yeah. That, that just comes with being human. You know, there's always stages to life. There's always things from our past that bother us in the day. There's always things that we're afraid of, anxious about, depressed about, uncertainty. There's always something to talk about. Always something in the news and everything. I want to make a song about, like, you know, one of my cousins named Esimo and everything. See, Esimo, I remember he was a talkative, you know, smart-out kid in elementary school you know and then we grow up and everything i'm in college and then he winds up killing one of my other cousins named uh, calvin and everything uh and they're close too but it's just like you know he my my cousin uh, calvin was chaperoning for this event that his brother's party or whatever you know like you know when you're your older brother you just you, you just do shit like that do shit like that and everything uh esimo came up to him and just like said hey you know like our gang he was a bad kid now for some reason i don't know why he was disrespectful to his moms and everything you know it's, it's really messed up esimo would came like up to see if he can probably get all his friends in for like half price or for free or everything and say hey i know you personally you can come in but you can't take your gang with them they already had it said that they were going to kill somebody. I didn't think they were going to kill Calvin. They killed Calvin, shot him right in the gut. That was it. He had to pass away in his brother's arms. That's sad. That's very sad. I heard the story, man. I was about to cry and everything. I was like, you know, because it's just like, you know, like, I'm I'm African, Liberian. Me and Destin are Liberian and stuff like that. You know, like, we're actually of the sister tribes. He's Gyo, I'm Mono. We're mm. sister tribes. So it's like, we're like this as a tribes, you know. And everything. And it's just, like, it's really, really sad and everything when it'd be our own people and everything. We just came from, like, two civil wars back to back. It really ruined us and everything. Now Liberia is kind of like a big ghetto in a sense. But in the other hand, it's like, you know, we're still trying to work here and try to send what we can back home to our people. So it's like when tragedies like this happen, one kid goes to prison for the rest of his life. Other kid lost his life, you know. It's a big, big loss It's and huge, everything, man. You know? it's, it's huge. It's like, um... My boy Ricky, oh, I ain't gonna say he's my boy, but I, I knew him. I say my boy in the sense of like, you know, I don't got no hatred towards him. Like he cool peoples. I ain't got nothing against him. Um, he was shot and killed. And, um, I don't know the whole story, but you know, it was like a wrong place, wrong time type of deal. But like, dude's probably only like 18, 19. Another dude named Alexis. Uh, his name is Alexis. No, yeah, his dude's name is Alexis. He got shot and killed. Now, the story that I heard was, like, bro now, like, you, you, this is, like, not the dude that shot out with someone close to me. Um, no names, but, um, you know, it was just tough, you feel me? Like, to have my boy make that decision 
that life altering decision to end somebody else's life and it's just like damn bro like you could have done more like yeah, i look at it like man. i'm you like bro you were only se- he was like only 17 18 at the time i'm like bro i i, feel, I, I still remember having a conversation with him. like bro when you're out, bro, you better stay out, bro. Like when you're out of Oxford and shit, there ain't shit for us here. My mom don't even want me going back home no more because of how much shit could be going on. Mind you, I don't, I don't got no problems with nobody there, as yeah. far as I know. And like, you know, I love Oxford. But like, you like, never it made know. Me. Some people you could be know. having issues with you, and you yeah, don't even you, know you about never it. Even know. And everything, and it's like I be having. I don't want to say I got ops or enemies and everything like that, but it's just like you know, when you're somebody that just wants to just. Put out positivity, you just want to laugh with others, you know, you joke around with others, maybe you might talk to girls, you might laugh a little bit, you know, and everything. It's not even that deep to you, it's not even that deep. You're just living your life. Some people can be in the background and like there's a whole lot of negative energy with that, you know. So people like that I have to go to spiritual guys and they even said, like, hey man, you got a whole lot of jealous people out there for you. Like sometimes you're fearful of that. Cause like when people are so envious of you, they want to take something away from you. They want you to be in the worst mindset. And I can never relate to people like that. Cause it's like when I see people people winning i like to see them winning because i want to win one day mm-hmm. i i clap for whoever i clap for you not because it's just like i'm, I'm what so, did shorty say at the uh what? grammys was like who are you supporting uh everybody black yeah. <laughs> like i like like yeah. I'm, my thing is like like you said yeah it ain't if gotta I be everybody winning, black it yeah just, like it, if i see you winning and i see you put in work to get where you are here like this wasn't something that was given to you it was something that's earned you have nothing but my whole respect mm-hmm. my whole support you know go do you bro like that is so loved to be seeing so many people just like getting what they want. I, I'm glad we're in an era where, like, it's just easier to get what you want. Well, like, not necessarily easier, but there's it feels like there's more opportunity to get what you want in life. No, 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 for real though. Like, you know, you gotta you gotta have an abundant mindset. I was never one to have a scarce mindset. You know, we could all get bitches. We could all get money. We can all get jobs. We can all take care of our families and everything. You know, your success is not taking anything off my plate. You know, the more we adopt this mindset, the more that we can all make it through in this life. But people just do the absolute most, bro. And it ends up with just people getting killed, people just getting the altercations, people you know, trying to humiliate people. And it's like they be holding grudges for years and everything. You know, you don't know how people's mindset is going to be. And it's so sad that, you know, I feel like our generation just can't handle it in that way. Because it's like people back then, you know, you can get into a fight and that be it. Now it's like it's to the point now where people kind of posting on social media and everything like that, trying to get it out there and stuff like that. And it's just like it's really sad. People in the background are calling. They probably never even got in the fight their whole entire lives. Never had to stand up or do nothing. Just dick ride through their whole lives. And, like, you know, it's just like, it's just, it's just, it's like a war out there. Really. I always wonder what, why, why would you want to be something that you're not, right? Like, I, like, I, I can't, I kind of get it. Like, it looks cool to be that, right? But, like, there's something about you that makes you different, right? Like, you are literally. One in a million, like you, there was a million chances for this baby in your mom's stomach to be something else, but no, it was you that that baby turned into. What do you want to do that's different? That's what makes everybody that got big different because they found what they do best. They found what's right for them and they found something that was for them. You feel me? That's what separates Cole. Cole is the soul, like you said. Drake is the heart. Kendrick is the mind, the mental part. Kanye is the spirit. spirit, right? They found that type of rap that, like, fits them. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at right now, which one fits me. And like I said, I'm just, I guess I would say 
if anything, the body, I guess, just because it's just... Just because that's, cause that's what your sound is just going to touch, like, throughout the body yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah, I mean, like... It's I'm, like a mixture of everything, so, like, oh, that's, that's, that's why I say, like, the body, because it's just like, I speak on the mental aspect, I speak mm-hmm. on the physical aspect, I speak of the pain, the trauma and shit that people have gone through that I had to go through, like, um, I just put it in my song, like, yo, I, like, I really can't say that I felt love for real for people since I lost my grandma, and it's like, I felt love for my mama and shit like that, you know, those are givens, but, like, the same love like it, it's not the same because it's like damn i don't know how long you're gonna be around and i don't want to get attached to like that yeah no it could be like that you know abandonment issues like i feel like and you know, i felt like in my case where right, so i do have a sense of abandonment issues a lot of that comes with betrayal and everything because it's like you know you don't want to get too close to people and everything and then be vulnerable like why I, I, I had to deal with shit it's just like you know i like i attribute vulnerability with trauma i attribute it with pain i attribute it which is you know disappointment and everything so i don't even bother trying to invest in the people as much as i used to or showing so much of myself like i used to because some people might misinterpret it or you know whatever and then it's just like it, it ends up becoming like a stacked on your caricature and everybody has you know like so many different faces about we all got different relationships you know you might see me it's just like oh yeah this guy's a cool dude and everything somebody else might see me it's just like oh this guy's is like whatever he's a he, he behaves like this he's a he's a punk he's this he's that you know what I'm saying? It's usually people that have looks the, can be deceiving, yeah, my guy. It'd be people that have nothing to do with you that have the most shit to talk about shit. Yeah. And the people that actually know you personally won't even shit on you or say anything negative on you. They'll just be like, Yeah, he's he's just he just tries to get by. And that's one of the things I try to understand. It's just like when moving forward in this life, it's just like, you know, you gotta imagine it's like you gotta be some type of dope person for people to really try to work the grave shift to try to disparage your character in any sorts of ways and that's just kind of what I got out of Charlotte and everything. But now I'm like 23, going to 24, you know. So I feel like it's Big my time. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is like this is my time where it's like I'm really trying. To, I feel like it's time for me to just kind of separate from the nest and try to find, try to fly and everything. I could always come back and everything and try to be like you know, and Charlotte will always be in me. Charlotte always be in my heart to a degree. But it's like I feel like you know, this is there's just nothing out there for me personally. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that I um lived in Charlotte, right, yeah. to get an idea of what big city is like. And I'm glad I stayed in Oxford too. But like my main thing is. They always gonna be like, where are you from? Originally from Charlotte, but I moved to Oxford. And I'm always gonna be the type that, I was born in Charlotte, raised in Charlotte, but Oxford molded me type shit. Oxford is like why I'm the dude I am today type shit. Why I move the way I move. Why I look at things a certain way. How I understand certain shit. Charlotte helped me out to an extent, like, cause like, you know, I lived around there still. You know, and my family's down there, so I go visit and shit. So it's like, you know. Like I, I claim both. Like those are my two homes, and the most I, and the greatest thing that I have in Oxford is the chance to put it on the map. Oh no, no, no! I feel that because even J Cole did that. But J. Cole had to step out of North Carolina to do to that. To do that, right. You know, like for Fayetteville. Nobody knew what Fayetteville was. Uh, I'm not trying to say that ain't nobody and everything. Cause people uh, I had to know there. about it. My family from there. Oh, your family's from there? Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't really know much about Fayetteville until, like, J. Cole. Like, it was, uh, I, I can't even remember the time I literally realized that J. Cole's from North Carolina. I'm like, well, J. Cole's from North Carolina? Like, me? And everything. So it's like you need people like that from small towns and states like that where you don't really hear a whole lot of really being successful. And, like, I can't help but clap for everybody. You know, like, if you're doing well, that's good, man. 
no, no sense of envy here. We all got a little bit of envy, but it's like, you know, there's just two sides of it. You know, like if you're envious. Yeah, yeah. See, you don't let envy, don't feed your envy to the point where it becomes jealousy, where you hold mm-hmm. to malice against the person. You was envious, like, oh man, like, well, this guy works out a whole lot, man. I wish I could look like that and whatever yeah, like that, you know? Better. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to set up a, a membership right now, and then Like, I'm, yeah, we'll yeah. see where I, I'm going to set up a plan. I'm gonna do something, you know. I used to be a heavy set dude. I'm probably pretty, pretty slim now and everything. I'm like, no, nah, it's just like that's all from fasting. Cause now I was a little bit of stress, yeah. And now I'm just less skinny. <laughs> less skinny. All right. Well, what are your goals? You trying to get more buff or whatever? Or I'm, just... I'm trying to get cut more than anything. You feel me? I just want more tone. No, same dude for real. Like I, I be trying to wake up. I be doing like trying to hunt, do a hundred pushups, maybe 120 pushups on the daily and everything. Like I be trying to do like probably four sets of 30 and everything. You know, it'd be sore as hell, but it's just like, it, I don't really be sore so much, but it's like, it takes a whole lot of pushing. I was like, you know? I got me to the point and like what you can never do is take a, like take two days off. You can take a day off for real but never take more than two no for real though it's just if you like, do that then you're gonna your body's gonna get in the habit of resting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no for real though for real and it's just like you know in between days i'll be trying to see if i can like curl up do curls up and everything about like see if i can get to 100 each one for each arm and everything because i want to be like keep doing it to the point where it's light you know mm-hmm. i remember it's just like i remember 25 pounds used to be light as a feather for I me and everything and then it's just like you start to stop doing it and everything and it's just like you know you trying to get back into it. yeah you got complacent and everything that's what fedex was do. getting me big fedex was getting me fedex was yeah i know my brother does fedex now and everything i'm trying to see if i can move Wait, boxes. no not in durham my brother lives in charlotte you know so, oh yeah, you know, yeah yeah well they got um one on page road and they got another on south austin and they'd be working like night shifts and everything. like night shifts Early morning. I might have to consider that. The only thing I'm kind of iffy about getting a job right now because I'm already kind of fucking up right now and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I'm more on the verge of It's like an adjustment of coming from like COVID and how everything was handled there. Yeah, and half my classes are online, half aren't online. You know, it's just like it's hard to maintain a practicality to it all. Even on the sixth route. Yeah, I'm still trying to make it through. I'm just trying to work with my counselors again because I have been going with a whole lot of depression the past first couple weeks and everything. You know, so it's just like it was just it was just a whole lot of stuff I had to deal with. You know, gladly my counselors are probably gonna work with me and my instructors will. Yeah, I uh, but yeah. since we're getting close to like an hour and everything, you know, I try to keep it between thirty minutes to an hour and mm-hmm. everything. You got any like final words you want to let other people know? Well, um, shoot, just look out for the mixtape drop. I'm dropping soon. It's gonna call be it's gonna be called pregame. Um, it's basically my come up story. Can't complain. You know, I say stay blessed. Um, do right by others, of course. I ain't got nothing else, you feel me? Just y'all be blessed, you feel me? Yeah, no, I appreciate the positivity and everything. I know we don't hang out like that, like, often and everything, but, you know, you always had, like, a pretty positive vibe. It's like, it's like we know each other for a while and everything yeah, yeah. like that, you know, but it's like, you know, I really do appreciate the vibe. You know, you're from Charlotte. Big I'm foe. from Charlotte. You know, you have Big Foe and everything. So it's like, it's good to, like, meet up with people that are, like, that back home that I'm mm-hmm. not bumping heads with or on some, like, Fugazi type shit and yeah, everything. Yeah. So it's just like, it's just, I really do appreciate it. Appreciate you hopping on and yeah, everything. Sure. You know, sure, everything sure. like that. Um, but that's it for, like, the the Mental Tuts podcast. This is the 22nd episode. We are signing out. Thank you very much.